0: And we're back for another episode of the Happy Astronaut podcast. This episode's gonna be a little bit different, but I thought this would be a cool idea, which is to do some updates on the startup I'm building, which is called Fideo. If you don't know, if you're not from my Twitter, uh, or if you're not one of my friends, Fideo um, is a company that I'm building, and it's a marketplace for workout programs, like training programs. Trainers go on, build workout programs. You go on to the marketplace and you can buy those programs. We have some other features in there too. You can work with a trainer. So a trainer can send you programs, which is really cool. And at the same time, um, you can track metrics. You can track some notes. You can track progress images, right? You can upload images to the app. So it's got some features in there that you can really use to have a complete approach to your training, which is is great. Um, The reason... I'm building this company, video. And, and this whole update is really just to sort of document the startup journey, but I'll just briefly go through an origin story of what Video is before I dive into the update. Is the, the reason I'm building this company in the first place is because I'm a trainer myself, and I look at the whole fitness economy, um, the fitness creators that are out there building stuff on Instagram. I used to do a lot of that as well. The people who are out there building stuff on TikTok and on YouTube And I look at the space and I look at the tools we have and I realize we're missing one. Uh, Really, we're missing a whole entire category of tools. But one of the main things is a marketplace where people can go on, easily buy and sell training programs. What we have at the moment is a whole bunch of creators building their own websites, building their own apps, um, trying to create an app for themselves or create a store for themselves that they can sell training programs on or an online training services on, but this is wildly inefficient. And we're trying to fix that with video where you don't have to have your own website anymore. You don't have to have your own app anymore. We're the app, we're the website for you. Later on, we want to implement live streaming into the system as well. And the goal there is to create an entire creator economy around fitness. And when I started this journey, there was many things that I thought would go well and many bumps in the road that I definitely did not expect to happen. I actually started the whole thing again, a little bit more of the origin story that I planned on getting into here, but I started this whole thing back in December of 20 um, of 2020. And I had an idea of something completely different again on the origin story of the whole thing. I'll, I'll speak to this, but the idea was completely different in about six months later of ideating. I came up with video and then even when I had video, I had to scale it back down to the minimal viable product that we have out in the app store today. So it was a very long process of just ideating just to get to the point where I could develop anything. And then getting to the point where getting development done was going to be an issue as well, because I personally can't code. I'm a, I am founded a tech company without any ability to actually build tech. And... It's been an interesting experience. Fortunately, I did find a developer, Siobhan, she's awesome, and I, I want him actually on this show very soon, and our, our experience has been pretty interesting. When I realized that the initial developer I was working with wasn't gonna pan out, they were gonna be too expensive, I had to go down a whole bunch of rabbit holes to try to find somebody who I could actually work with who could be cost efficient. I was really looking for a co-founder type relationship. I really wanted somebody in the States who was close by, um, I'll be building the company primarily in Miami, although I'm in Massachusetts at the moment. So I wanted somebody in Miami. That was kind of the goal. I found a couple of people who could do the job. Uh, I just didn't like the relationships I saw growing from that. But Shivanj and I, Shivanj is my developer who lives in India, we met on Indie Hackers. And he was kind of funny because he was just posting a whole bunch of stuff on Indie Hackers, just saying, hey, I'm looking to. You know, he was just repo- like anybody who was on there in the startup founder looking for a co-founder um, forums. He was just on there replying to everybody. And and I hit him, hit him back and we ended up having a couple of Zoom calls. We liked what each other were saying. So we decided to, to move forward together. And it's been a great relationship ever since. But I really want to talk about the last couple of weeks because the last couple of weeks we've actually been in the app store. And we went through about eight or nine weeks of development before we launched in the App Store. And we went through like a, maybe like three or four days of working in TestBlight before we were like, hey, let's just get this in the App Store and get it into our hands of our alpha users and see how the whole thing goes. So we have seven alpha users for the software now for video at the moment. And when we have originally put it in the App Store, we were like, hey, go download this and go put this on your phone, go sign in and don't do too much because not a lot of stuff is working and this was one of our first mistakes because when we decided to go forward with putting in the app store we had a huge delay with in-app purchase we were going to do everything through stripe but obviously you know apple still has the chokehold on us until about a couple months from now with the whole in-app purchase system so we had to rework all of that which was a big hiccup uh, but on top of that we, we really rushed to the app store we we really wanted to get the thing into the hands of users, but we knew we didn't have a fully fleshed out product yet. So our idea was, hey, let's get on the app store and we will just put it in the, on people's phones and then build and then tell people to go test new features from there. It hasn't been an effective strategy over the past two weeks and I'll tell you why. One of the reasons why is because users couldn't even sign in. And it turns out w- with an app, any app really, where having a profile is a key fundamental feature of the thing, not people not being able to sign in is a big limitation. And the issue, issue with that is, is you have a whole bunch of people who wanna go use your app, who you've told for months and months that, hey, this is gonna be the coolest thing ever, and the sign in piece of it's broken. Their perception of you now is now negative right off of the bat. You don't even get to get a good first impression which when you're building something new, that's never going to be the case. But having people sign in is pretty fundamental. So you kind of have to have at least that basic right, and we didn't even have that. So we really rushed, we really jumped the gun on the whole thing, and it was definitely a mistake on our part. Moving forward, we kept trying to push releases over the past, You know, not this past week, but the week prior. We kept trying to push releases to the App Store, which if anybody knows, what it's like to put a release on the App Store versus just an, a release on test flight. The iteration process is much slower because you have to wait about 24 to 36 hours for them to review your app. And then sometimes you'll get rejected, so you have to wait another day. So we kept trying to test things and then push a release to the App Store, which was really slowing down the iteration process. So we would tell users, hey, we have a big release coming out in a couple of days. Let us fix these things. And then we would put the release out on the app store. I would go to test it, realize most of it was still broken. And then we couldn't get another release out for another two or three days. This iteration process lasted pretty much all of last week and the week before. And our users were definitely getting frustrated with us. Fortunately, they're also good friends of ours. So that has been a a blessing, you know, knowing that they trust us as humans more so than they trust us as people who are developing a product. Um, So that's been a blessing. But right now, the place that we're at at the moment is we decided to not even put things out on the app store. Now we're just running iterative phases through TestFlight. And if you are starting a software company like this, this is definitely the pathway I would recommend is go through TestFlight and test the thing rigorously. Click every button, test every feature double test it, triple test it, because you're gonna run into some bugs that you never expected. Now, the unfortunate thing is, users are gonna run into bugs that you didn't expect either. They're gonna click on some pages that you didn't expect them to click on. They're gonna build things in a certain way that you didn't expect them to build. Um, But you have to at least have something that works to its complete extent in your hands before you can put it into other people's hands. And this has been one of our biggest shortcomings at the moment. And it's been a wild process. Um, to tell you the startup founder experience through these first couple weeks, it has been quite frustrating. And also, you feel like you're getting nothing done. And everybody at you know Y Combinator Startup School or you, know, you go listen to Peter Thiel, you go listen to Paul Graham, you listen to Naval, uh, Ravikant. And they're all like, iterate fast, move fast. The people that we believe in most are the people who can make the quickest changes. And when you feel like you can't even make any changes at all, you are you really start to doubt yourself as a startup founder because you're thinking, hey, the thing that all of these guys are telling me to do is the thing that I can't even do at all. So it's quite a bewildering process. You start to feel that, I guess, imposter syndrome, which you know, it's definitely an overused term at this point, but it, it applies in this situation. And when I'm sitting here getting frustrated at and I'm by no means frustrated at Siobhan's and the development team. They're doing the best they can. We've just made some bad decisions. Um, when I'm getting all frustrated, it's like I can't even put my effort towards something. I can't put my frustration towards any actual work because there's very little work to be done. One of the things I've done is I've built up a little bit of a Twitter following for myself um, so we can have a better audience to release the platform on. Um, I've built up the Instagram following a little bit. I've written some blogs. You know, I've done some stuff like that. I've made some I've done some alterations to our graphic design work, but beyond that, there's very little work to be done. So for me, I'm desperately searching for work to do, but I can't go sell the app to new users because that's going to be a waste of my time and energy. We have users now that we need to be focused on and making sure those relationships stay strong as we push more releases out to them. Um, But fortunately, the place we're at now today is much different than it was even last week, where we're, we've we've modified our strategy so that now we're just going to be on test flight for probably the next week or two weeks, possibly even longer if things just aren't shaking out the way they should. And we're getting more iterative phases through. We're we're testing more things more quickly. We are making more changes. We are you know aggressively trying to pursue um, making this thing better versus just it being a really crappy, not even beta product, but alpha product with broken features in it. So it's been an interesting process in, again, just talking about the startup founder experience. Your workday is not, it's not linear. You're going to do a whole bunch of certain things through the day. And when your co-founder and your development team is in India, you're going to be working just on a really weird schedule. So it's 7.41 PM now where I live. And once I go and jump off this call, The next thing I have to do is test for probably an hour and a half, possibly even two hours, because we just got a release out on test flight today. And I need to go and try to break the thing so that when my developer wakes up in a few hours from now, he can he actually has a list of things that he has to work on. So it's a very strange process. Um, I definitely was more confident going into this, the as far as the smoothness of the software building experience was going to go but unfortunately it's been a very rude awakening. It hasn't been like I don't think we're going to be building this thing in alpha for over a year. I think it's just going to be a few more weeks until we can, you know, get something fully functioning out there in the market. But it's the we were expecting to release an alpha with a fully functioning app on September 1st and it's now September 20th. So technically speaking we're 20 days behind. But realistically, we were just bad predictors of the future, and that schedule no longer applies. So we can't necessarily say we're 20 days behind. All we can say now is move as fast as we can going forward and forget about the timeline that we set in the past because it's just going to make us frustrated. We're just going to be looking in the rear view, thinking hindsight's 2020, looking at all the mistakes we've made and not realizing that all of those mistakes are actually learning lessons. So it's been a, a wild two weeks I think the next episode that I put out, as far as a video update is concerned, I think it'd be really valuable to go through like the origin story. But I think overall doing these sort of video updates are kind of cool because very infrequently do I see startup founders or companies document the entire beginning stages of building a company like this. Really, you don't see a lot of documentation for startups because the founders are so focused on... Um, producing a good product, which of course, like I said, you know, 7 p.m. I still got to go test the app. There's so much to do. You're so busy, but at the same time, uh, creating content now is so seamless. Like I just jumped on my phone. I'm on my iPhone. I'm calling, and in 15 minutes, I can put out a little bit of documentation as to how the journey's going. I think that's super cool. I think that's worth being utilized. I personally want to look back on this in the future and say, Hey, what did I do? in the first couple of weeks of building this app, what was all that like? And I can listen to this little recording and, you know, view the journey again and, and put myself back in these shoes. And hopefully other people get something out of it as well. The lessons that I'm learning for the first couple of weeks, you know, these are obviously things I could have told myself a month or two months ago, and they would have been highly valuable. And now hopefully if somebody listens to this and is, you know, a month or two behind me, They can take, you know, the first lessons from somebody who's right out of the gate, because the further and further you get removed from the beginning, the less and less you forget or the more and more rather you forget what it was really like and the things you've had to learn. You're just like, oh, we we made a lot of mistakes, but that's not really the most important thing. The most important thing is the lessons you took out of it. And some of these lessons are really micro and they're very specific to the beginning of the process. So um, that's the video update. That's all I got. Nice little 15 minute episode. I think these are going to be really fun, and I'm really excited to look back on these in the future and examine my thought processes as a founder in the beginning, where I'm sure I will have learned so much sometime in the future. But that's all I got. Thanks for joining.